Yeah, not bad. Not okay. bad. Yeah, it's so nice having you um, with us on the show. So where where about in in the world are you now? Okay, um, I'm in Nigeria. Okay, cool. West Africa. Yeah, yeah. How about you? I believe you stay in the US. No, I'm in I'm in Spain. Oh, Spain, I'm nice. In I'm in Barcelona. Barcelona. Oh, great. Yeah. So you've been living in Spain for how long? Uh, two years. Two years. Two years. I, was, I was in the UK for six years before, and I moved here two years ago. Oh, and but originally you are an American. No, originally I'm French. Oh, you're fr- oh sorry, the surname. <laughs> no, yeah, sorry, yeah, okay. yeah, I've, I've yeah. I've lived in I've lived in lots of different places. Uh, yeah. over the years, so no worries. Well, it's actually amazing having this experience, you know, uh, having to live in so many places, you know, the UK, originally you're from France, you've lived in the UK, and currently you're in Spain, and you've got to have this um, experience, you know, different cultures, different places. Trust me, that must have been very enriching for you. And a lot of people, you know, admire or have this dream of having um this kind of lifestyle you know where you get to live wherever you choose i think they call it um digital nomads i think that i've actually wanted to be one i i still look forward to achieving that goal one day you know how is spain like that was the time i actually wanted to get a visa to go to spain but i didn't at the end of the day um, yeah, Spain is good. It's good. Barcelona is a is a cool place. Um, okay. Lots of digital nomads here uh, for a period of time. I, okay. I would describe myself more as a digital sedentary. Is that I go to a place and I stay there for a few years, rather than hop around like different places all the time. Wow. But um, yeah, no, Spain Spain is good. The weather is good. Food is good. Uh, good business environment. Yeah. Uh, and I work. I work internationally, and so it doesn't matter really where you where I am. Yes, yes, and, and that's very interesting thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really cool when you can work remotely and you get to choose your schedule and your location as well. The climates, I, I heard or I learned, I don't know how true that is. Spain is not as cold as you as um, the UK. I don't know is that correct? In terms yeah, of yeah, when, right now the, 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 during winter, is it very cold in Spain? No, it doesn't. Not doesn't as... really. I mean, where I am, yeah. uh, it doesn't really go below 10, 10 degrees. Oh, so, and in the summer, it goes to thirty-five, but it's okay because it's by the by the sea. In the yeah. in the south of the country, it can get like really hot, like forty-five, uh, and and also it's warmer in the in the summer. In the north of the country, it's a bit colder. Yeah, uh, but generally, it's the the climate is uh, is quite it's quite okay. It's quite good. Okay, cool, cool, cool. It's so nice to have you on the show with us. Um, hi guys, if you're listening to this episode, I am with Tristan Pelogs. Pardon me if I pronounced this on him wrongly. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's so good. yeah, yeah. yeah. Tristan is very passionate about fintech and business strategy. Um, you you'll be 
definitely have a very interesting conversation with you where you get to share with us your knowledge and expertise in financial technology. Um, Tristan is the founder and chief pencil officer of FinTech Review, an online media on the FinTech industry. Uh, before becoming an entrepreneur, you had experience working in um, corporate finance and strategy in finance, uh, financial services for about five years, or more than five years. Yeah. Well, but before I go on, uh, can you give us a brief overview of your background and what you currently do? Yeah, sure. Um, so as you say, uh, I used to be in London for quite a few years. I was working yeah. in corporate strategy and finance uh, for Virgin Money and doing various things when I was there. Um, Laterly doing strategic partnerships with uh, fintech startups and technology yeah. companies. Um, and then I got tired of the British weather, so I moved to Spain, um, yeah. <laughs> where where it's a bit it's a bit nicer and, and the food My is doubt. definitely nicer as well. Yeah, um, and I I started fintech review uh, to channel a bit all my interest in in innovation in financial services, um, and I also started uh, consulting uh, to various companies like, so in fintech and outside, helping them uh, finding the the right way to to grow um so that's been that's been my life over the past past two years to well uh, fintech review actually is going to be three years in january uh, oh, three i started yeah. yeah okay that's good you, you started fintech review where you explore what is happening in fintech all around the world what is the story behind fintech review how did it start so um, so as part of my job, like doing corporate strategy, I was following a lot uh, what was going on in, in innovation, trying to mm. see where the market was going. Um, and I started, you know, working on partnerships with with promising uh, startups. And um, I was writing lots of reports and, and kind of articles, but uh, doing so um, internally. So for, for my team, for... The, the management of, of the the bank and um, I thought well it's a shame I should be I should be writing for the wider yeah. uh, world audiences um, yeah yeah and so it started like this as a blog um, and then it evolved over the years into more of a media I started interviewing uh, interviewing people so entrepreneurs and 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 leaders in in fintech. And then I also started having people writing for, for FinTech Review um, and also started a newsletter. So it evolved into something a bit bit bigger than just me rambling about, about FinTech. I still rumble a lot about FinTech, uh, but yeah. uh, it's, it's also like different point of views than just mine. Yeah, honestly, I must say I really like the work you're doing, you know, and you know, your passion about innovation in financial services and notably how it can help people improve their personal finances. It's, it's really impressive. It is. And um, fintech is trending. You have people, um, I, there are several fintech brands, fintech firms around the world. And, you know, when you 
um, look into the news, the tech news, you definitely get to hear one story about what's going on in the fintech world. What has, in the past few weeks, what has caught your attention in fintech? Um, I, I think it's, it's a potentially a tougher environment right now for a lot of startups, so in fintech and outside, uh, because you know, like it's it's harder to raise funds because you know, we're we're arriving to the end of the free money, uh, free free lunch for everybody for past ten years, and VC there was lots of money in VC, and now uh, a bit less so, and investors are a bit more careful. So, yeah. so it's quite interesting to see where we're going uh, with a number of fintech startups that do not really have a sustainable business model and and they they're reaching the point where they need to raise money again to survive and actually investors are closing doors so um i think i think it's quite it's quite an interesting uh you know trend on the back of the overall economic environment which is which is uh, changing rapidly you know inflation mm. shooting up interest rates yes up. yes yeah, uh, markets tumbling, uh, investors being a bit more worried, which yeah. has an, if, uh, an impact on on fintech side fundraising. Yeah, yeah. The, to, to most, uh, until recently, um, I got to understand that um, a lot of traditional the okay. Let me let me put it this way: traditional banking and fintech. Fintech is a combination of two words: financial technology. Um, I have, I tend to have this thought in me that, do you think that fintech and the traditional banking that we have today, are they competing with each other or there is a kind of complementation, they complement each other sort of, or do you think they compete with one another? So, I mean, sometimes they compete on, on like specific segments, so for, for instance, uh, foreign exchange transfers is that mm-hmm. uh, some some companies that came in are directly competing with with uh, traditional banks traditional banking, that, yeah. that traditional banks that do it badly and and, and very expensive. Mm. Um, but on on others, actually, they as you say, they complement each other because yeah. people are not switch. I mean, at least in, uh, in in some parts of the world, people are not switching. Their current accounts or their, their checking yes. accounts to to yes. a, to a new bank. They're opening a new one. Yeah, and they have to, but they're not switching everything because they're like, oh, okay, but you know, I don't trust as much, you know, th- this new bank as I yes. trust my old bank. Even if my old bank yeah. is, is shit, right? Yeah, but you're like, okay, still, I'll I'll, I'll keep the options open. So. Yeah. Uh, and and also some uh, some fintechs have targeted clients that were underserved or not served at all by yes. traditional players. So in True. that way, instead of stealing market shares, it just created a new market that was not in market served. Yeah. Mm, nice. That's that's very correct. Um, what are the top or major trends in fintech today? Um, so, I mean, obviously, uh, addressing the, the elephant in the room, the like cryptocurrency and, and, 
and Bitcoin and where this is all going is, is obviously an interesting trend. The, the mm. technology behind it is, is interesting, has been explored. There are still lots of, uh, lots of brain power and money that are trying to, to find solutions, find ways to, to use uh, cryptocurrencies uh, in, in a way that is beneficial for their end users. But yes. obviously we're not, we're not at the point yet where it's super useful and it's super breathtaking for most people that are like, okay, you know, fine. I mean, um, so I, I think it's an interesting trend. There is yes. obviously much more, it's broader than FinTech, but in financial services, much more attention put on ESG and sustainable finance and, and the way the way banks are financing the economy and what are they financing and why. Um, and, and then lastly, as I said, is that the economic environment is changing fast, which has an yes. impact on, on, on all the players, especially if yeah. you're doing lending, uh, because for instance, if you take a FinTech lender, before they would have gone and find funding and then lend the money, but now it's harder to do this. So what they do, so banks for them, it's easier because they collect deposits and then they lend it. So higher interest rates is actually good news for, you know, for most traditional banks that are, that have like large pools of, of deposits. So that's, that's also a trend that I think is, is affecting the whole ecosystem. Yeah. Interesting. Um, while I was preparing for this interview, I I read an an article on um, SP Global, S and P Global. Yeah, they mentioned four categories of fintech or financial technology: digital lending, payments, blockchain, and digital wealth management. That came to my attention when and and these four categories are of particular interest due to their rapid pace of growth and technological disruption you know this came to, to my mind when you mentioned cryptocurrency and i was going to ask can we see or classify cryptocurrency as fintech um yeah i mean for me it's part of the um, of the bigger bigger okay. world of, of, yeah, of, of fintech fintech yeah um i mean lots of Lots of people want to see it outside and see it as a, uh, as a very separate thing. Um, mm. but, but for me, at the end of the day, we're talking about, about money, about transfers, about like, you know, value going from one place to another. So this is, yes. this is very much fintech. Yeah. I was, I'm going to ask you this question about, you know, in the fintech, yeah, as much as, um, or, alongside other technological advancements that we see going on in the world today um, financial technology is also experiencing that rapid pace of advancements today you have yeah you have artificial artificial intelligence um, you have um, electric vehicles and a whole lot of advancements is going on in the world of technology and I, I think financial technology is not left behind there are rapid innovations that are going on in fintech in today and of course you're definitely in tune with these um new trends these new innovations mm -hmm. that come up because yeah that's your domain is 
is there any innovation or use case in financial services today that you are really excited about? Um, I, I think that we haven't really scratched the surface when it comes to AI and, and automation. Uh, yes, I think I'm I'm quite I'm, I'm quite interested in automation uh, because okay. automation means um, means lower cost to to serve clients, which means that basically it becomes more because more profitable to address a larger pool of customers. So okay. some customers um, fintech companies would not go to them because they they can't make enough money for them to be a profitable customers. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the more you automate, the the cheaper it becomes for you to like serve a customer. Yeah. Um, so that's why I find it interesting. So you know. Probably AI is a part of automation. Lots of things can be automated without, you know, without a supercomputer AI. But with AI, for instance, you can think. You talked about digital wealth management. You can you can do like analysis and prediction on on like wealth management that would have taken someone like very smart and expensive to do it. But actually, if you automate all the portfolio management and and wealth management, then Suddenly, instead of just looking at people that have a lot of money, you can you can look at people that have less and are not served right now. Mm, um, mm. So that's why I think automation and AI are interesting uh, technology. Okay. Uh, do you see fintech as the future? Do you think one day would it? Okay. Before you even answer that, do you think fintech will actually replace traditional banking? So I think that more and more everything becomes technology and automation and yes. it will well definitely some jobs will disappear uh, okay. because they're not you know they can be automated, they're not adding yes, value. Yes. yes. Um, but then I, I think over time if you look like a long timeline, things are just merging over time. Is that yeah. Traditional banks are becoming more and more technology technology focused. Yeah, uh, fintechs are are trying stuff, but then also their business model is tend tend to be, you know, going towards what a, a traditional bank would do in in one way. So mm-hmm. I think if you look over time, you just have less players, but they are merging to become like, you know, what. A mix of the two, but some jobs are are, are going to disappear for sure with automation. Yeah, and yeah with automation. Mm. Okay, uh, and definitely you see fintech as the future. Um, I, I I think yeah, fintech definitely like some some companies are able to to pivot to sustainable business models, so being profitable uh, with their their uh, advanced. In, in terms of technology. I mm. think that if you look at the, the players that will prevail, I would say that probably like a few fintechs are well-placed to, to survive. Some okay. banks are just gonna disappear because they're yeah. failing to adapt. But some banks will also invest enough to be able to, to like Stay continue. Place. Yeah. Um, so that's why I think it will be a mix, will be a mix of survivors of, the, of both groups yeah. And you know, people being absorbed in both groups by like you know players of the both groups. Yeah, 
fintech firms often take an inclusive approach to finance like you said uh, mm. you know they yeah they tend to serve the underserved consumer you know they allow customers mm. yeah yeah i think um, fintech services and products allow customers convenience you know convenient access to a diverse variety of financial services and products and that is what a lot of persons want you know that ease of use where you can just be in the comfort of your home and you carry out tra transactions. Um, I want to ask, because, and and I've also thought, wondered within myself, you know, how do mm. these financial firms make money? Naturally, we know traditional banks, they like, they make money through, one of the ways they make money is through lending, you know, where yeah. they lend, yeah. So what about financial technology um, service companies or firms? How do they make money? Um, I mean, in a very, in a very similar way, is that okay. the thing is, um, what we've seen over the past few years is that a lot of, is that actually when you dig into it, there hasn't been a lot of innovation when it comes to how they make money. It's like money they make money in the same way. It's just yeah. that, you know, they call it the premium account, but it's an account that you would have paid with a normal bank. Uh, yeah. They make margins on, on, on on lending, on, on transfer, they make some fees here and there, but it's usually it's hardly something new. It's just something repackaged to look like it's new, but they make mm -hmm. money in the, in a very same way as, uh, as, uh, you know, everybody, the thing is financial services is there, there aren't so many ways you're going to make money. Is that is there okay? You lend, you lend money, so you take interest on the yes. money that you've lent. Yes. Or you've, you've gra you're grabbing some fees here and there. So okay, yeah, through transactions. So you're grabbing some fees because you're doing something, or you're providing a service. Yeah. That's it, right? Is that I don't? Then you can, you know, market it the way you want. But this are mm. the two ways: so interest or mm. non-interest based income, and that's mm. it. Okay. Um, do you think, or would you like to um, tell us if there are challenges in the financial technology service today? Are there challenges, or what are the biggest challenges in fintech? Um, I think that, you know, as, as I was saying earlier, one of the main challenges Rising interest rates is not a good news for okay. for yeah. most companies. Mm. Um, well, not for the ones that are fee fee based. So the ones that take just just fees, I think that's that's fine. They mm. they still get the impact of if they need to fundraise. This is a challenge because there are less money available for them to fundraise. Yes. Um, so I, I guess challenges are coming from. Um, fintechs that don't have a, a, a profitable business model because right okay. now they're back against the wall yeah. um, and fintechs are lenders because right now they're squeezed between um having to borrow money at uh, like that is expensive yeah uh, and then pass they can't pass on this this increase to their customers whilst banks have access to cheap funding Mm -hmm. can undercut them like massively so that's i think these are like two big challenges uh, that that fintechs are are facing and i think more broadly also because you know retail focused fintechs have been around for 
don't know, like maybe 10, 10 plus years. Yeah. And they haven't fa they have failed to actually displace displace um, traditional players. As yeah. I said, they complement each other, but they haven't. They we haven't seen any big like huge bank fail. Is that so? All the big incumbents, all the big banks are still here. I mean, yeah, they, they've true. they've lost a bit the market share, but not of course, yeah, massively. If you look at the UK, mm. the big players have lost nothing. And that, yeah. In, in the US as well, in in most like most countries, like new players haven't. The only exception I'm thinking of is maybe in Brazil, where new uh, new bank is uh, is is has taken the market by by a landslide. But most most other countries, uh, fintechs are now like many many people look at them and say, okay, you haven't you haven't disrupted anything. Um, mm -hmm. You. You've come in, you've you've made some money, you've gained some customers, but you know what what next? You're not profitable. Yeah. You're you you haven't get gotten to any decent market share. So where 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 is the future? So I think that's that's also a big big challenge for them to prove that they're useful. Nice, nice. Um, uh, talking about the future, like you said, uh, while I was preparing for for the interview, uh, you know, a member of my team said I should ask you uh, if someone wants to go to, you know, perhaps graduate studies or maybe yeah, graduate studies. Would you um, ad would you advise someone to take studies in finance, yeah, or fintech? Um. So I think so there there are two ways to go and work in in fintech. Is that either you do the fin or you do the tech. Okay. Um, but if you want to work in in fintech, you need an an understanding of of the two. Like maybe you have an expertise in one, and but for instance, if you are coming from a finance background, you want to work in fintech. You need to understand mm -hmm. the technology more. Like part system. of it, yeah. True. And if you're if you're a tech person, well, depending on what you do in the fintech, but uh, you you uh, you need you need a finance understanding. I think mm -hmm. fintechs tend to recruit more tech people. I mean, if you look at like any other industries, tech profiles are mm. are a lot in demand, and and yes. and if you look at the 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 breakdown of the workforces, it's a lot of Technology people and yeah. less less finance people. People, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think I w my my feel would be like you have more chances if you do like tech, tech studies and then finance studies to work in in fintech. I mean, I come from a finance study background, but still, uh, I think that there are less there are less jobs. Obviously, like if you look at the the breakdown of a company. If you're coming from a business or finance background, mm. you're going to be a different job as a technology person. Um, yes, and and so maybe there are less jobs, but they're more like you know value added or valuable in in a company. I don't know. It's uh, it's mm. I guess debatable. Cool. Yeah, you, you mentioned your background. You know, I was even I was actually going to ask about that. You studied finance. Can you tell us more about yourself? Yeah, so I I went to business school um, okay. where I studied uh, where I studied business finance and I actually also 
I studied economics. So I went to, to the Netherlands uh, to study economics as part of my degree. I went to business school in France, but I did study in the Netherlands as well. Mm. So I studied yeah, business finance and economics. I specialize in corporate finance. Um, okay. So when I moved to London, I went to work in, in, uh, in M&A. Um, for a Swiss bank, and then I switched to to like corporate strategy and corporate finance. Um, but as I was working in strategy, I got more and more interested in innovation and yeah and, and fintech. So I yeah. understood. So I'm not a technology person, but I understand technology enough for like. So for me, technology is just about like you're trying to do something for a business mean. Uh, you know, for business and you're not doing technology just to do technology. So the way I look at technology, I look at it, okay, why are we, why are we using, you know, this technology rather than the other? Is, it, is there it's improving costs or like efficiency or it's, it's delivering more revenues. So I look at technology from a business perspective, but I understand yeah. it enough to, you know, yeah, I, I think depending, as I said, depending on your job, but, for my job managing projects, I just need to understand more or less, you know, what's going on, and and I don't need to go into the detail of like the coding of, of an app. I just need to know, you know, what stage we're at, what what are the deliverables, like stuff like that. Um, and and so uh, yeah, that's that. The thing is that you to to work in in this field, you can't be just ignoring completely technology or ignoring completely finance. You need to yeah. Understand, combine. understand both. Yeah, so nice. Yeah, Tristan, it has been very great having you on the show with us. I I learned quite a lot of things, and uh, more especially the fact that um, you actually don't have a technological background, but yeah, you studied business finance, but you were able to you know diversify your areas of interest into technology and. It, that is to me that to me that is very important because you, you see where technology is going, you see where innovation is, and you're passionate about it and how these things can improve people's life. And that's what rendering services is all about. It's, it has been great having you on the show. It has been great. So, what are your final words for our audiences? Uh, my my final words are. Um Read a lot, listen to yeah. podcasts, watch videos. Especially fintechreview.net. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Number three, I, I mean, I read lots of, I, read, I mean, you see my, my inbox every morning. Yeah, it's like yeah. tons of newsletters. So, I mean, it's like, you know, it, it definitely, if you want to understand what's going on, read from different sources. Um, so that can be, if you like, Podcast, it can be podcast videos, like newsletters, to try to understand what's going on, get the big picture, um, and you know, that being curious about what's going on, I think is is important um, in fintech and in other other fields. Yeah, thank you so much, Tristan. It has been great having you on the show. Thank you. Thanks for yeah. having me. And I actually look forward to having a conversation with you again some other time. Let's talk more about financial technology. Yeah, definitely. Let's do it. All right. All right. Thanks. Yeah. Take care. Thanks. Yeah. Cheers. Bye.